1-800-227-5831. Or you can go to our website, groupofon.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media and find out if Vaughn Groups are for you. Let's get random. Random. Welcome to the Let's Get Random show. This is me, Julia. Happy Friday. Welcome to One Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to be here on the last day of the week. This has been, I would say, a slower week than usual, maybe because it was kind of the first week the first proper week after the holidays, going back to our routine and getting used to our schedule again after the holidays. But it wasn't too slow. It wasn't too hard. It was quite okay. But it's true that normally I have the feeling that weeks go by so fast and this week wasn't the case, but I am excited for the weekend. I really want to spend some time outside. I really want to go to the mountain. It has snowed on the mountains, so ah, I'm very excited. So we will probably go there either tomorrow or the day after, which, you know, the weekend is not the best day to go to the mountain because everybody goes to the mountain. So um, for us who live close to the mountain, it is very crazy to see so many people, which is usually not the case. But unfortunately, we have to work during the week, so it's not possible to go any other time. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to go to nature. It's been a while. I think it is very important. I think whether you like to be in nature or not, I think it is quite important to save some time to be in touch with any kind of natural environment. So, of course, you have many options. You don't necessarily have to go to the mountain or go hiking. You can just go to a an open field or you can go to the beach if you live close to the sea. And I think just being in touch with that natural element can be very, very fulfilling, very recharging. And I don't think we realize how much power it can have on the way we feel, on our energy. I think when you are in nature, you... It's so easy to be mindful of your environment. And I know mindfulness has become something super, super popular. And it's probably very challenging for a lot of people because it is quite hard to practice mindfulness or any kind of meditation in an environment that you don't associate with that. So if you are in your office or at home it is a little bit difficult to disconnect from your surroundings because you have responsibilities around you. It is a place that is associated with 
different obligations that you have to comply with. So it's quite difficult to disconnect from that completely. So I think going to a natural environment where there is a lot of peace and quiet, where you can hear sounds, but they are extremely harmonious and they remind you of how complex and big the world can be. I think it's an excellent place to practice this. And I think that's why so many people feel so much peace in nature. Even people who don't really enjoy to be in nature, you don't have to do an activity if you don't want to. It's just about being present, being there with yourself, or if you're with someone, just coexisting with the other person that you are with and being very aware of your surroundings. Ser simplemente muy consciente de tus de lo que hay a tu alrededor, which is something that, as I said, cannot be easily done if you are in your normal space, especially if it's indoors. I feel like when we are inside a place, inside our house or our office or a building, it's like we have created this parallel reality that is disconnected from the rest of the world and we create our life and routine inside that place. So at different moments, you even kind of forget where you are and you forget about the big picture, I think, because you are too submerged in all of the things that you have to do in that place and you are too busy doing all of those things that you have to do back to back, una detrás de otra, back to back. So separating yourself from that typical environment can be extremely beneficial for for your mind, for your psychology and for your perception of reality. It's like you are telling your brain subconsciously that it can take a break. Because even if you try to take a break and you say, okay, I have some time, I want my mind to stop working, which is something that I think all of us think about. We just want to take a break. We just don't want to think. We don't want to be busy. We want to take a mental break. And even though that's what you want, your mind Remember, it's a very complex tool that it's not just, hey, brain, take a break, please. I want you to switch off. Quiero que te apagues. It's not like that. Your brain is constantly aware of everything. Your brain knows everything. They know where you are. They know what you have to do. They know your position. They know everything. So even though you are telling your brain to switch off, which is possible. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's definitely more difficult because everything else around you is telling your brain that it's not time to take a break. So when you actually take some time and say, okay, I'm going to separate myself physically and mentally as much as possible from what I usually do on a daily basis, things that 
I have to use my brain for, cosas para las que tengo que utilizar mi, mi cerebro, it becomes much easier consciously and subconsciously for your brain to just minimize. Of course, your brain is not going to completely switch off, but it's definitely going to minimize as much as um, as much activity as possible then of course you have to do it consciously you have to put it in practice it's not something that magically happens but taking that step away from your normal surroundings can be very very beneficial in fact it's something that i have read in many neuroscience articles, the power of changing environment, the power of separating yourself from your usual place where you are, where you work and when where you spend time with your friends and family, it doesn't matter. Because in both scenarios, in ambos escenarios, in both scenarios, your brain is working on different things, but your brain is working. So creating another space where you are just there existing and doing nothing else, just being very present, it can be extremely beneficial. And especially for those who find it quite difficult to meditate or to disconnect when they are at home after work, and you feel like it's impossible to completely disconnect, doing that can be extremely beneficial in, in those cases, for sure. Now, you have to remember that meditation is the tool with the most scientific evidence that exists in the history of the world. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. For a very long time, people didn't take it seriously and especially uh, doctors and, and people in the scientific field didn't take it seriously because they thought it was just a religious practice done in very specific traditions. However, they have been really doing research on it and they have discovered so many things about it and so many benefits about it. Some people call it a lifestyle. Some people call it a philosophy. However you want to call it, it has the most scientific evidence on your physical health and on your mental health. Now, you have to remember that there are many forms of meditation. I talk about this all the time. There are a few books that you, well, not a few, I'm sure there are many books that you can read on this, or you, there are many um, videos and articles that you can read on the internet, many lectures that you can watch, many experts that you can listen to about all of the forms of meditation that exist. And you can choose the one that works best for you. Now, of course, the ultimate goal, in my opinion, in my experience, is to apply the concepts of meditation to your daily life. Aplicar los, conce los conceptos de la meditación a tu vida diaria. Meaning that when you master meditation and it becomes easier, because it does become easier, you can apply 
those concepts to everything that you do. Now, to explain in an, in an easy way, for those of you who are not very sure about what it is, I try, I always try to explain it as best as I can, but I understand that it's kind of confusing sometimes because you don't really know how to use it. I think the common thing that people say is that meditation is used to relax and some people use it to relax. So what they do is they meditate so that they can relax at the end of the day and that way maybe they can sleep better and they can avoid overthinking, etc., etc. But that's not necessarily what it is for. Meditation, if we had to explain it, is basically working only one specific part of our brain. Of course, as you know, there are many parts of our brain that we use for different, for different things. In this case, when we practice meditation, we practice the part of our brain that is based on attention, the quality to pay attention. And how we train it is basically paying attention to one particular thing. That's why usually the most common way to meditate is through breathing, a través de la respiración, through breathing. Because what happens is that we focus all of our attention on our breath and inhaling and exhaling and we stop using other parts of our brain. So thinking about the past, uh, imagination, we stop all of those other areas of our brain and we just practice that conscious attention, esa atención consciente. And again, it sounds something like something super simple, but I think everybody knows how difficult it can be because we are so used to using loads of parts of our brain at the same time that when we just try to use one, it becomes practically impossible because our brain is like, what are you doing? I need to think, I need to imagine. So that's the challenge that we have to achieve. And as I said, just like training any other part of our body, it becomes easier with time. At first, it is very, very complicated, but with practice, it becomes easier and easier. And we find our own little tricks to practice that attention. Now, of course, as I said, there are many ways to meditate and focusing on the breathing is just the most basic one because it is something that you know you can focus on for however long you want <laughs> durante el tiempo que quieras because you are breathing all the time. So it's something that never stops. But I have heard, and actually in my case, this has been a bit more useful than my breathing. Personally, again, you can try different options for you. But personally, I heard one time this woman who said that she had a friend who used to put her attention on the sound made by the air conditioning and el sonido que, que, que hacía el aire acondicionado. Because it was a constant sound, you know, like something like that. It doesn't have to be air conditioning. It can be any other machine. And that can be a good thing to focus on. In my case, I think it's more useful because it is kind of something external to me. It's not something that I am producing. 
So I can just focus on that. It doesn't depend on me. I just pay attention to that. And it's for me, it's like a, like a way to leave my brain. <laughs> so to speak, of course, I'm not leaving my brain. It's the same concept, but I think my, uh, my perception is that I am focusing on something external. So personally, it works better. For example, I think it was Alan Watts, who is, um, who was, um, philosophist. He kind of started the hippie movement, um, in the seventies or in the sixties. I can't remember. Uh, but he's amazing. He has the most interesting lectures. So you can look him up. There's so much information about him. I love the way he speaks. So basically he also promoted meditation and the way he did it was using a bong, Sharon Bong, I think that's the name, one of those big plates that they use and then you and then you hit it and it's like bong and it's a very long sound. So focusing on that, you know, was also uh, what he recommended. And it's basically the same concept, right? Because you focus on the sound and it's a very long sound. So you are just trying to pay attention to the to the length of that sound until it fades away. And again, it's just focusing on a particular thing. And the idea of focusing on sound for me is quite nice. Also, I think my theory... And I'm sure there have been many, many studies about this. I think people find the ocean so relaxing because the waves can be used in the same way. So you can focus on the sound of the waves and that can be where you put your attention. So it's a constant, well, it's not so even, no está muy, muy unificado because it's, it comes and goes, right? It's not constantly the same, but they are happening all the time. So in a way, you are constantly focusing on the same sound, even though it's not stable, but it is a prolonged sound that you can focus on. So as as you can see, there are many, many ways you can do some research and try to find information and try different things, right? If If one method doesn't work for you, try something else. But honestly, guys... There is so much power in practicing this part of our brain. And you might be wondering, why is this? Why do we find so many benefits in training this part of our brain? Meditation essentially regulates different neurological processes in our brain. So what we are doing, for example, there has been a lot of evidence talking about the migraine, la migra, que se le llama. That's where migraines, the word migraine comes from. De ahí viene la palabra migraña. So what you're doing is you are modulating the neurochemistry in our brain and we are creating more stability. So what we are creating is tranquility and happiness. And the more, the happier you are and the more calm you are, the better memory you can have, for example. Meditation helps a lot in increasing and improving our, our memory. And not only that, but 
scientifically we have seen that the neurotransmitters that are produced when we are happy are increased when we practice meditation. So they discovered through science that actually based based on evidence, the happiest man in the world was a monk, a monje. So they saw they were carrying out some studies on, on a monk. And I'm sure this is just one of the examples. They have probably done this a million times. But they saw that through meditation, he could increase in 150% the production of dopamine, the levels of dopamine, just through meditation than any of us, even if we're having the best day, we are never going to increase the levels of dopamine in such a way. 150%. That's, that's crazy. That's a very big amount. So they realized how just this action, just training this part of our brain can be so powerful. It sounds very simple. It is difficult to do, but it sounds very simple, right? It's only one section of our brain. So you would think that maybe training all of the areas of our brain could be the most beneficial because the more parts that you train, the better. Porque lo lógico sería, ¿no? Las, la, cuantas más partes entrenemos, mejor. But it's not like that because those other areas of our brain can create so many obstacles that very often it's about simplicity. That's why I'm a big fan of simplicity and I apply this principle to all parts of my, of my life, all areas of my life, because I do believe that when we overcomplicate things, when we overthink, when we overpower everything that we do, that's when we create excessive problems. And the more simple we make things, the more more of a clear vision we have and we feel like we have more control. So even if something is actually very complex, we have the power to simplify it in our head. Remember that what is happening and your interpretation of it can be two completely different things because our interpretation of reality is always going to be subjective. So that shows how we can change that interpretation, use our subjective interpretation in our favor because I think, again, we live our lives thinking that that subjectivity is completely out of our control. But we have to remember that that subjectivity is based on our belief, belief system. Esa subjetividad está basada en nuestro sistema de creencias. Because when we have a particular belief system, that's going to dictate the way we interpret reality. So what we have to do is we have to change that belief system so that when we see something and when we interpret reality, it can be, it can feel the benefits of those changes. So if our belief system is based on, oh my God, everything is so complicated, life is so hard, everything is so complex, I can't do this, this is too much for me, etc., etc., that's the way <clears throat> we establish our beliefs. Es la manera en la que establecemos nuestras creencias. And that's what we have been telling ourselves for a very long time. And when we tell ourselves something over and over again, That's when it becomes a belief. Cuando nos decimos algo una y otra vez, ahí se convierte en una creencia. So, again, 
maybe we think that that's not important, but it definitely is because, as I said, those beliefs are going to affect our subjective interpretation of reality. So if you start telling yourself, <clears throat> things are more simple than I think. I can achieve things. I can simplify things. Life doesn't have to be complicated. Life doesn't have to be like this. This is all an illusion. I can make it more simple. I can have power over, over different situations. If I simplify something, I can control something easier. You start telling yourself those things. Of course, this is just an example. You can do whatever you want, you can make the changes that you desire based on what you want to achieve. But a very important principle is that, again, your interpretation of reality is completely subjective, first of all, and that means that it's in your power to change that interpretation. But the way to do that is changing the foundation of that interpretation, which is which relies on your belief system and changing your belief system is a question of slowly changing the things that you tell yourself the things that you think about the world the ideas that you have about the world the opinions that you have about reality and slowly through practice you start changing them permanently and that's gonna you're gonna see the effects in the way that you interpret reality. It's a slow process, but it's definitely possible. I think that's the number one thing to remember. Anyway, guys, we have to take a break, so don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. decir estresante, es exigente, pero es muy divertido y la gente es estupenda, la gente los voluntarios son alucinantes, yo he flipado con ellos, yo, gente muy, muy comprometida con, en ayudarnos y han tratado de hacer todo lo posible porque nos sentamos bien y, y han colaborado mucho Augan Town es un programa intensivo de inmersión en España, específicamente diseñado para que hables y hables y hables inglés con nativos durante seis días, sin escapatoria Maugan Town es lo mejor para que consolides tu confianza con el idioma y tu comprensión auditiva sin clases. Infórmate ya en el 911335833 o en grupoaugan.com. Are you in love with the English language? Are you crazy about English? Are you willing to devote a thousand hours to my language? If you're not, the reason is clear. You have never been with a Vaughn teacher. Un profesor Vaughan. Tus hijos no saben que les encanta el inglés hasta que los traigas a Vaughan. Tus hijos van a descubrir que el inglés es su asignatura favorita gracias a los cursos intensivos de nuestra línea Junior. ¿Por qué? Porque nuestras clases no son clases de academia al uso, nada de ejercicios aburridos. Las clases de Vaughan para niños son clases divertidas en las que hablan inglés todo el rato y además lo pasan de maravilla. Apúntales a unas clases de inglés que les encantarán. Apúntalos a los intensivos de Vaughan. Junior. Más información en el 911335832 o en grupobaugan.com. 
poder comunicarte con total soltura, sin miedos, con confianza. La barrera psicológica la romperás definitivamente en tan solo seis días. Manda a Baugantown a un amigo empleado que esté desesperado con el inglés y obsérvale seis días después. El cambio que verás te sorprenderá. La inversión en tiempo y dinero tendrá un retorno impresionante. Allí, entre angloparlantes de los más variopintos, avanzarás mil kilómetros en confianza, convicción y aplomo. Dominarás sus entornos de comunicación a pesar de un dominio aparentemente imperfecto del inglés. Ni seis meses en el extranjero da lo que seis días dan en Bowentown. How do you say enamorarse in English? Fall in love. To fall in love. With Vaughn, you will fall in love with the teacher and with the English language. Progressing, advancing, improving will be like cutting butter. Why? Because you are in love and you have faith in yourself. And as you know, faith moves mountains. Disney English Baugan es un curso de inglés para niños entre 4 y 9 años, donde combinamos el método Baugan con la magia de Disney. Sigue siendo el método Baugan al 100%. No olvidemos que recoge todo el impulso de Club Junior, de la línea Junior de Baugan, que a lo largo del año forma y acompaña a miles de niños en el camino del aprendizaje del inglés. Por eso se sigue corrigiendo errores, hacemos que repitan todo, machacamos los puntos gramaticales, trabajamos la agilidad verbal con el toque mágico que siempre aporta Disney tenemos materiales para deberes pantallas interactivas, trabajamos con canciones que han sido diseñadas especialmente para aprender inglés los deberes están genial porque están disfrazados con cuentos canciones, pasatiempos ejercicios y un montón de cosas, si tenéis hijos entre 4 y 9 años les esperamos en todos los centros Baugan Puedes consultarlos en grupobaugan.com Y no te olvides que la formación continúa con el Club Junior y todas las ofertas de formación de la línea Junior de Baugan. hope you didn't go anywhere. I'm still here. So before the break, I was talking about how much your belief system affects the way we perceive reality. Now, when I say belief system, I'm not talking about your political beliefs or your religious beliefs or your social beliefs. I'm talking about what you believe to be true. Now, remember, guys, that the truth is relative. It depends on our own interpretation of something. There are very, very few things that are 100% true. And any kind of situation can be completely subjective. And you can think that a situation is positive and maybe for another person, they might think that the situation, the same situation is negative. So as you can see, everything can be affected by subjectivity. Now, That subjectivity, again, 
we are entering this vicious cycle of belief equals interpretation. Interpretation comes from belief. So if you actually want to look at reality and perceive reality in a different way, you have to change that belief system. I was giving you an example of how I like to simplify everything because I find happiness and peace when things are more simple. Personally, in my case, I think that's true for many other people as well. But of course, this is completely individual. So what I do is I try to change my belief system so that everything tells me, everything in that system, todo en ese sistema de creencias, tells me that things are more simple than we think. Even if everyone around you is saying the opposite and you hear people everywhere saying, oh my God, this is so hard, this is so complicated, this is so complex, it doesn't have to be what you think as well. Now, of course, it makes everything more complicated because you are constantly receiving the opposite message. So that is going to affect your belief system because that's going to get into your subconscious mind. And so that what you have around you doesn't affect you as much and you can make your own decisions and create your own system. I believe it is so important in this case in particular, of course, this is important all the time, but especially in this case, it is important to have that constant relationship with yourself so that you keep having a conversation with yourself saying, okay, I know that everybody's saying this, but I actually want to believe this. And this is the key, right? I want to believe this. It's not that I believe this, it's I want to believe this. Because when you say, I believe something, it sounds like it is a little bit out of your control, so you cannot really decide it. You see something, you hear something, and you believe it. And it comes from an external source, y viene de una fuente externa. When, in reality, you can, you have to realize that we can control those beliefs. So when you say, I want to believe something, it is very powerful because it's talking about your individual desire to have a particular belief. Tu deseo individual de tener un, una creencia particular. So that gives you a lot of power and a sense of control over the beliefs that you decide to have. And therefore, Por lo tanto, that creates a control over the way you look at reality. And of course, we have many, many examples. And as I said, this is completely individual. So I'm not going to come here and say, okay, this is what you have to change. What I'm saying is that you have that possibility. And now you are the one that has to decide what beliefs you want to have, what beliefs you want to change so that you see an improvement in your life. And my only message is I want you to believe that this is possible. It is a slow process. It is a progressive process because you have to start from the foundation. Tienes que empezar desde la base. But it is a possible transition. It is a possible evolution that you can put in practice. 
Now, another example that I always talk about is things that socially have a an interpretation attached to them, cosas que tienen una interpretación asociada a, a ellas, but maybe are not doing you any favors and are not being actually beneficial for you. A clear example that I talk about sometimes is the idea of death. Death, for example, is something that we can all agree as a society, it is quite traumatic. But then if you look at different cultures, they have a much different consideration of death. And it's so funny how we are all the same. We're all human. We all die. We all live. And in some cultures, they have a different interpretation And in our culture, we have a different interpretation too. And that is because that's a great example of how we create our belief system based on what we see around us. Because we don't learn, we don't realize that we can sit down one day and decide if the belief system that we have is the best belief system for us as an individual, or maybe it's something that has been decided for us as a society. Now, this doesn't mean that because you change your belief system, you have to change other people's belief system. I insist this is extremely individual and it doesn't make any sense that we try to change other people's belief systems because that doesn't affect us, right? It's not our problem. It is a question of our personal interpretation of reality and how that reality makes us feel, that situation makes us feel. And we cannot control that in other people. The only one that we can't control is our interpretation. So that's why I think it's so silly how, as a humanity, we are so obsessed with changing other people's belief system because what are we getting in exchange? ¿Qué recibimos a cambio? What are we getting in exchange? It doesn't make any sense. So... Just another example that I can give you is, uh, for example, I haven't consumed any animal products. I don't eat any animal products um, for like the past five years of my life, something like that. And when I, when I talk about it, people get very defensive. And I understand why, because I think because my belief system is a little bit different in that way. I'm not saying that it's the correct one. I'm just saying it's my personal one. People become very defensive because the usual thing that we do as a humani as humanity is that we try to change other people's belief system. I try to convince you that, hey, my belief system is, is better for you. And that's a mistake, right? Because, yeah, I can try to give you information because I believe that it's a good cause to, you know, kill less animals. That's, I think we can agree that that's, a good idea. Maybe not, but I think that's a normal thing to, to believe. But I'm not getting anything in exchange. So usually my response when people become very defensive and they try to give me their arguments, they start uh, giving me reasons why they eat animal products. And honestly, it's so funny because I never ask. I just say, hey, I don't eat animals. And they're like, oh, I do because of this, this and this, right? And they start giving me 
all the reasons. And it's so funny because I always tell them, hey, don't worry, I don't work on commission. No voy a comisión. <laughs> if you stop eating animals, nobody's going to give me anything as a result. So you can do whatever you want. You don't have to justify yourself. And it's very funny because... Yeah, we have this tendency because that's usually what we do, right? With um, politics, it's kind of the same. With religion, it's kind of the same. With uh, social beliefs, it's kind of the same. With the way we think about a situation, it's the same, right? We are always, I don't know why, we try to convince each other. But the beauty of humanity, la belleza de la humanidad, the beauty of humanity is that we are all so complex that we can have our own individual belief systems and they don't have to be the same, right? We have to agree on some things because we live in a society, but in many, many fields, in many topics, we are, we have the right to have our own particular belief system and it doesn't have to be the same as my neighbor. It doesn't have to be the same as my friend. It can be completely different. Of course, I always say that all of those beliefs that you have, my recommendation is that they are based on love and purity and empathy. And I think it's always recommended to make sure that whatever it is that you decide to believe, whatever it is that your belief system is built off, por lo que quiera que sea que tu sistema de creencias esté construido, I recommend that you go for the most loving and beautiful option because that's going to take you in the best direction possible. I believe in the kind essence of all of us. I think there is kindness in all of our essence and very often that's not there because it has been completely buried under loads of unnecessary again belief systems that are based on selfishness and hatred and hostility and jealousy and envy and thirst for power, all of those things that are not doing us any favors, but that we think are the most convenient for us and we use them as the foundation of everything that we do and how we see reality. And Unfortunately, very often they, there are so many that it is impossible to find that kind essence. A veces hay tantas que es imposible volver a encontrar esa, esa esencia bondadosa y, y pura. And that's what happens to a lot of human beings. And it makes me extremely sad to see that. But it happens, right? Because We are imperfect. We are imperfect beings. Somos seres imperfectos. So it happens sometimes, but it doesn't have to be like that all the time. And all of us have the possibility to, to discover that. And the way we can get close to that essence, that core essence of our identity, la mejor manera de llegar a esa esencia 
base de nuestra identidad is to make sure that our belief system the basis of what we do and what we think and what we believe and how we see reality is as close as possible to that kindness and that love and that purity and that gratitude, all of those beautiful emotions and principles that make us feel so great and that we know are going to take us in the right direction. And then, of course, we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to be perfect humans all the time, but at least we know that Everything that we do and everything that we see and everything that we experience is going to be beautiful in our eyes because we are basing it on <clears throat> that belief system based on love and purity and gratitude and gratefulness and kindness. And that's the whole point, right? When you perceive reality in a beautiful way, you're going to contribute in that reality in a beautiful way as well. When you see <clears throat> something and your interpretation of that thing is horrible and, and um, negative and hostile, you're going to behave in a different way, as a, in a similar way as a result. We match the reality we are in. Nos equiparamos a la realidad en la que estamos. It's a fact. It's something that happens. So that's why it is so important to make sure that our interpretation is is the one, the, the most optimal for us because that's how we can guarantee that w the way we're going to behave in that reality and the way we're going to exist in that reality is going to be the best, the most optimal one as well. So this is, yeah, just, I like to remind you about this because it has literally changed my life. And it's something that I, it's, it makes me so sad to see that people don't realize that this is something they can do. Because very often I'm talking to a friend or a family member or someone and they mention something and they say, oh, I think this is this or I This is my consideration of this. And, and you see that they are sad about that, right? That that is making them sad. And very often the only thing that I do is I ask them, why, why do you think about this? Why do you think about that in that way? Why do you consider this situation this, in this way? And very often they, you know, you cannot, you don't have an answer. You're just like, well, because I do. Porque sí, because I do. And then... My next question is always like, maybe, or my next thing is maybe you could change the way you think about it and maybe that's going to make you happier. And usually the reaction is that, oh, that's, that's not how it works. It's not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's easier said than done. That's not possible. And then I never like to be very insisting. I don't like to insist because I don't want to be like, oh yeah, this is what you have to do. I don't like to do that. I feel very strange, but I just like to, you know, say little things that make, make people maybe think later when they get home and they think about it. They're like, oh, maybe, maybe I could, maybe it's possible. Right. And I would say, well, you haven't tried. We don't really do it. We don't really give it a try. We just assume that it's not possible. 
ni siquiera lo intentamos, ¿no? Asumimos que es imposible. And we don't try to change that interpretation. We think that it's completely out of our control. But it isn't. It's so funny how we grow up, we exist thinking that there are so many things that we cannot control. When in reality, that is not the case. The only problem is that our brain gets very comfortable and it's much easier to establish everything that we see and think and believe based on what is around us, what it's already done for us, what it's already given. It's so much easier to assimilate information rather than create information, right? It's so much easier to just follow what we see around us instead of um, taking control over those things and actually <clears throat> taking the time and putting the energy to rewrite, reescribir, to rewrite all of that. But I think that the, the first mistake, I think loads of people would would love to do that and to make the effort. However, we just don't know, right? And the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I can't do that. That's not possible. That's not how it works because we never see that happening. We never do it and we never see other people doing it. It's not something that people tell you how to do. It's not something that you learn. It's not something that somebody teaches you. So in some cases you realize this by yourself and in many other cases you never realize and you live your life thinking that you have absolutely no control over anything. So it's just very interesting how how this works and how there is so much that we don't realize and we don't know. And, and that's why I think having these conversations is fantastic because I believe that all of us can benefit from this. You know, when I hear someone talking about this and it makes me, it makes me realize so many things. It's just, it's such a great feeling of, Oh my God. Okay. This is, this is what I can do. This is a possibility for me. It's, different to what I thought and it gives you so much hope for how you can redefine your life and how you can um, live your life in a different way because just very often we just have to accept what is given and yeah I I I do believe that we should be open to having these conversations because that's when we can actually realize so many things and, and, and being open is what has given me so much knowledge and so much, um, new interpretation of reality. And I'm so grateful for that because it's just so easy to close yourself and say, oh, well, that's not for me or that's not possible. And you don't even try it. You don't even listen. That's so common. It happens all the time. But in reality, we can just change our mindset and make the decision to at least give it a try. And some things are going to make sense for us. Some things are not. But again, it's completely personal and individual and based on experience. So If you never try, you never know. So that's a an idea, a principle that I like to follow in many aspects. But of course, 
as a foundation for my life is just so true because we reject so many things without even considering them just because this belief system that has been given to us that we didn't even decide is telling us the opposite. So we say, oh, that's that's not for me. That doesn't make any sense for me. That's not what I've been doing. So we just reject it immediately when in reality that rejection can close so many doors for us and can limit our lives so much. So it's just it's just beautiful what we can discover if we only just pay attention and try and be a little bit more open. It's beautiful. Anyway, guys, we have um, to play the banger of the day. And today I'm going to play a song by a composer that I love. He's a very lovely man. I have, I think, played a few songs before. Well, Natch has played a few songs before on the show by him. And the other day I was listening to this one, which I think... I had never listened before, listened to before, and it, I thought it was beautiful. So this is by Alex Serra. It's called Outer Space. I hope you like it.
everyone. That's it for the show of the day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending this hour with me. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I send you all of my love, as always, and all of my light. I hope you have a good day and a good life. Why are we the largest English teaching company in Spain? Why are we number one? Why have we been number one for the past 15 years? And why are we still number one? It's not because of our presence on radio or television. It's because the Vaughn Method works. Funciona. Transforma tu manera de aprender inglés con Baogan. Únete a nuestras clases grupales online o presencial. Y vive la experiencia de aprender con el mejor método. Con grupos reducidos y una enseñanza centrada en el speaking y listening. En Baugan te aseguramos una atención personalizada y dinámica. Nuestros profesores expertos están aquí para impulsar.